Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first podcast episode for the Rogue Agronomist. It's Kyle Stahl, and I'm coming to you live. Well, not really live, but more like on a recording from my my home office here. And a little talk, a little bit about where the uh, where the Rogue Agronomist really kind of comes from. Uh, when I, I left the co-op a few months ago, uh, I, I've been working for co-ops for my entire career outside of college, and I've been doing agronomy uh, even in college for Pioneer and uh, and Cargill and FS, and been kind of all over the place. Uh, I started scouting fields in Indiana and Lower Michigan, and spent a year or two doing that for Pioneer. Uh, spent another year in in Western and more Central Indiana. Um, scouting fields for Cargill, and then I, I spent another year in Central Illinois and uh, Northern Illinois scouting fields with FS, and uh, kind of had the job opportunity to move up to Wisconsin, and went ahead and took that. Uh, had a little bit of family up here and, and some history in southern or southeast Wisconsin, so it was naturally a, a fairly nice move for me. But uh, when I when I left the co-op, I was kind of joking around with one of our our uh, pioneer employees that I, I kind of work with here, and uh, I said I've gone rogue, and uh, without mentioning the the film, um, I've kind of made some references to uh, a a Lucas Films previous Lucas Films movie that movie franchise that uh, that really kind of embodies a little bit about what I do. You know, and it's it, it's funny. It, it's kind of a play on words too. Uh, if you're really familiar with with crops, um, the one cool thing is you know we if there's a plant of corn in a field that's not supposed to be in you know a previous crop or there's an off type we call them rogues so hence the the rogue agronomist and kind of an ear of corn it it's kind of a funny play of words at least so that's a little bit of explanation about what uh what i am and why i kind of came about the name but um another thing i'd like to do on, on my first episode here is, is talk a little bit about you know i i'm said I've, I've kind of gone into agronomy on my own but at the same time I've also kind of somewhat joined forces with a, a local farm and um, I'm not taking the farm over um, we're we're really kind of just trying it out for a couple of years we're, we're trying to see you know how well we work together and, and how everything goes um, so basically I'm, I'm more of a hired hand but uh, I do help make decisions and and help with the agronomy work and, and do a lot of the field work and help out with all that stuff too um, a lot of the equipment maintenance he's still doing, but I'm helping quite a bit with. So it's uh, it's kind of an interesting thing. It's, it's something I've always wanted to do with my life. Um, yeah, and really kind of how it all started was uh, about three or four years ago, we, we were kind of joking around um, one morning. I, it was middle of planting season, and I was kind of griping about uh, my job working for a co-op. And he said, well, why the heck don't you come farm with me? And, you know, it, it kind of didn't go any further than that the first time. Um, I think about two years ago, we were sitting down in the middle of spring. Uh, same thing, you know, me kind of like, ah, you know, I just so much stuff going on and having a lot of struggles with working with some of the people I'm working with. And he said, well, why don't you come farm? And I said, okay. You know, we we sat down and talked about it, went over some of the financial stuff, what, what our expectations were with each other that summer. And uh, my wife Megan actually came out and did a lot of the, uh, the talking with us and really went through kind of what we thought um, we'd want and what he thought he'd wanted and you know how we'd like to proceed and and you know if, if everything goes well this is kind of how we see ourselves in five or ten years and you know it, we did a lot of those conversations and the the major hang-up was you know for me to be a full-time farmer you know it 
not only was a major lifestyle change a little bit, um, the other side of it was, you know, we weren't financially in a position to take that leap at that time. So it, it kind of fizzled a little bit. Um, you know, we, we talked a little bit more. We, you know, it was always kind of in the back of our minds. And um, about a year ago, uh, I got a phone call. And uh, basically the phone call was, hey, um, as some Pioneer calls, um, you know, and I, I work for a co-op that sold uh, DeKalb and other competitive products. And I, I get this call from our, our local Pioneer territory manager. And um, she calls me and she's like, hey, uh, hey, Kyle, it's blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, hi. And she says, how are you today? And I'm like, well, I'm, uh, I'm well, but very confused. And, you know, it kind of went from there. You know, we, we just kind of sat and talked, uh, you know, just talked about what our goals and ambitions are and what, it, what we'd like to be doing. And um, what we got to eventually was, hey, you know, um, we'd like you to work for us. Uh, you're not a full-fledged dealer, but we'd like you to work and help sell seed and, and bring some agronomy to our, our team and, and help work with our dealers and help them get better and help help us do more sales and, and just kind of get to know more people. And and really the whole thing came about that it's it's not a full, full-time thing, you know, that they have a lot of dealers that are working, you know, farming on the same time as they're selling seed. And, you know, it kind of was like, well, all right, here's an opportunity for me to, you know, go farm and, and still make a living and, you know, at first, you know, like getting into farming is going to be really expensive and I'm not going to make a lot of money the first few years. So here's, here's an opportunity to somewhat keep our, um, our way of, you know, like our, our means of income kind of coming in and not losing a lot, but losing some, but, uh, at least, you know, we're making up some of it. So it, it's not as huge of a life change for our family as, as what it would have been. So it, actually kind of got to those stages uh we talked about you know getting together with a farm and it uh it really kind of happened and um you know i worked through spring uh, as one of the worst springs of my career probably if not the worst spring of my career uh just with the amount of rainfall and everything we've got um you know we couldn't get side dressing done or top dressing done uh we couldn't get beans sprayed on time we couldn't get anything done on time it was just a nightmare spring and i'm just thinking to myself you know this might be the best decision I've ever made. Then, you know, kind of flash forward to 2018 and, um, now it's, it's kind of like, well, it's the best decision I ever made. It's going to be great. August happens. We get 15 inches of rain. Um, you know, right after, basically right after I quit my old job. And then again, we get another like six or seven inches in September. October has been like five or six inches. You know, it's just the wettest fall ever on record. And we, we still have beans out, uh, a little bit of beans and some corn. And right now it's kind of looking like this is kind of a nightmare scenario. But, you know, I I always have that hope that everything's going to get better. But the other thing, too, is, you know, I when I left, uh, left my job, I think I can count on one hand the number of people that were like, oh, you're going to love it. You know, you're, you're going to love it. Uh, you're going to be good at it. You, you're going to enjoy what you're doing you know, every day you're going to be great. Um, you know, you're, you're really good at being a team leader and you're going to, you're going to be good at the markets. You're really good at agronomy. You're, it's just going to all come together for you. The other side of it is there's a lot of people that were like, are you crazy or just plain stupid? You know, just the, uh, the Forrest Gump of the world. <laughs> and then I'm kind of like, well, the stupid is as stupid does, ma'am. But you know, it, it's 
really interesting uh that you know you, you you hear it on the message boards you see it on twitter you know the the young farmers are having a heck of a time getting into operations and and we're having so many of these younger guys that are, are leaving the country and going into town and getting a job and i could see that you know it, it really is so what in my experience right now and i've only had it for a few months but a lot of the the long-term guys and the guys that have been around for a long time are like what are you what are you doing you know you're, you're crazy do you really want to do this you know i actually got a call uh last week um thursday or friday and uh, somebody called and they're like hey and you know um you know we were kind of talking about the weather and, and how much we got left and what we got to do yet and he's like you really you really sure you want to do this and just yeah it's it's just interesting that there's very few words of encouragement um you know that's I would say it's not dislike or unlike uh, working in in retail too. You know, there's everybody's kind of fighting each other. You know, even though you're on a team, everybody wants to be better than everybody else. And you know, there's not usually a lot of words of encouragement. Um, and even from management, sometimes you know, I I worked in retail for oh, 11 years almost, and I can again count on one hand probably the number of times that somebody actually gave me a, a, a true compliment. Um, you know, I, I had a lot of people that were like, well, yeah, you're doing great, and but, well, you could do better at doing this. You know, it, it was never a full-on compliment. You're having a great year. Keep kicking ass. You know, keep going. Um, a lot of the time it was, man, you know, I, you're having a great year, but we, we got to really talk about this, and we got to work on it. It's just like my TPS reports, you know. It's just like I had and in some places I had several bosses, you know, and I would get it from three different people that things weren't going great but you know it it's just kind of a you know that's my farming so far you know it's just kind of been interesting um yeah and like I, I put you know it's fun but it's not fun you know we somebody posted last night on twitter that um they're they were driving the tractor but they're kind of like hey, usually it's my favorite thing to do but it's not quite so much fun anymore this year and i had that same thought the other night you know it's kind of like Man, I really love harvest, but this is the one year where harvest isn't uh, isn't fun anymore. It's it's kind of just dragging on, and and it's a struggle every time we pull the combine out of the shed and go try to do something. So, um, you know, the one thing I, I struggle with, and we're still struggling with a little bit, is is communication is kind of key. You know, it it's uh, it's been a struggle with understanding each other's schedules and how we like to do things and. You know, there there's a few times where I'm like, all right, well, if um, you know, I've got my own business. You know, I'm I'm trying to do independent agronomy and and working with seed and doing a few other things. If I don't hear from the farm by like nine o'clock in the morning on a day where I think we're not going to go do anything, I'm going to go do my own thing today and and get stuff done so that when we do go, I have more stuff done that I don't have to worry about. And then I'll get a call at nine thirty and saying, well, yeah, you know, we're I think we're going to go and it, it's just a struggle it, it's kind of like uh and i get it it's not that i walked into this thinking that i was going to be able to set my schedule every day and it's going to be a nine to five job you know I, i've never thought that you know i've i've worked for this particular farm uh, off and on you know and at fall and in spring a little bit you know and i've combined at midnight at night um i've gotten out at five six in the morning to do stuff you know it's not a new thing for me it's just understanding you know each of our schedules and, and trying to make time and 
And when I need to leave the farm to go see somebody for a couple of hours, um, we try to make it work. You know, it's still a work in progress. It's it's a struggle to understand, you know, what we both expect. Um, you know, and it's, I've always spent a lot of my time in my life doing things on the fly. You know, I, I usually go by the seat of my pants on a lot of stuff. It is kind of the way it was in ag retail. Um, I just did a lot of it on my own. And, you know, it's kind of trying to work that out with another person. It's been interesting. But, um, you know, so far it's been getting better. Um, you know, as fall kind of drags on here, it might regress a little bit. We're, we're kind of getting at each other a little bit. Just not that we're upset. It's just uh, it's a struggle. And every day has kind of been interesting. But, you know, and the other thing I get is it's funny talking to other farms and, and customers and friends. And, um, you know, it's – I – we might talk about, um, you know, the, how wet it is. And the, the next thing out of their mouth is usually, well, that's just farming. And uh, I'm kind of like Hidley and Barr and Blazing Saddles. I hate that cliche. You know, it, it just, yeah, it's farming, but, you know, farming isn't, I get it. You know, every day is different. Things break down. Things happen. But, you know, it, it's not just farming when you have the wettest year ever on record. And, you know, it it's just not i don't know how to put this but it, it's not um so again it kind of goes back to the uh am i crazy or just plain stupid thing you know it it's just um it just seems like another saying where we just kind of poo poo when you, you complain about something or not not necessarily complain but have a mutual uh mutual frustration about what's going on and well that's just farming yeah it's just it's a cliche it's something that kind of bugs me sometimes but you know, and the other thing I struggle with farming after being, uh, you know, an agronomist for well, 15 years almost um, is kind of the, uh, I always say my agronomy bone or agronomist bone is tingling. You know, we, uh, the amount of mudding and stuff we've been doing this fall, it's always kind of like, wow, you know, I just, I can envision impaction. Um, sometimes I, it's hard to turn it off. You know, it, it's, uh, yeah, I was reading a thing on Twitter the other day where there was a doctor who told his patient to uh, stop eating fast food. It's bad for him. And, you know, five minutes later, they see him at McDonald's and see each other in line. You know, it's kind of like do as I say, but not as I do. And it's kind of how I feel about farming. You know, I, I'm the thing that kind of worries me sometimes is somebody's going to see me mudding corn off and then I'm going to write a newsletter. It's going to say, well, don't cause compaction and don't be out there doing this stuff. You know, it, it is nice for uh, an agronomist to see some of that, uh, the other side, um, you know, it, it kind of helps me understand decisions and, and making decisions. And I've always tried to be that person. You know, it, there's a lot of co-op agronomists or retail agronomists that have spent a lot of their time not really understanding farms. Their, their whole thing is trying to sell you more things. Um, you know, they, they teach a lot of these guys you know we we had some people that had zero on farm experience and they come out of selling uh, books or something and a lot of their thing is you know more nitrogen's better fungicide's always going to pay you know micronutrients is what you need um, you know always use starter fertilizer p and k lime everything you know in reality a lot of that stuff yeah you know if i pour a ton of nitrogen on yeah i'm gonna get more bushels but is it responsible is it economical? You know, I, I've got guys that are in that 0.8 to 0.9 units per bushel, you know, and that's, it's pretty good. They're looking at Illinois where it's like 1.2 pounds per bushel and we're putting tons of nitrogen on, you know, 
the, the saying I absolutely hate, and, and I really hated hearing this a lot, uh, was, well, the only way to make more money is for get more bushels. And, yeah, it, but there's a law of diminishing returns on that. You know, it's, I could put a ton of fungicide on, you know, V5, VT fungicide. I can go with a two-pass Cadillac program, a herbicide. I could go, you know, Acheron Pre, then Acheron Flexi half-rate post. We can put on all kinds of stuff. And I still get, you know, maybe 20 bushel more than the neighbor, and the neighbor didn't put any of that stuff on. You know, and that's that's the thing. You know, we've I've seen that happen more times than I, I care to believe. And there's just so much of that, you know, and that's when my agronomist bone tingles. And you, you get a lot of these guys they are just trying to sell you stuff. And and they've only been taught, you know, there's no responsible agronomy anymore. It, it's, it's like just sell a bunch of nitrogen, you know, 200 and some units of nitrogen, pound per bushel, go out there and sell them fungicide. All this stuff's going to make returns. You, they're going to be happy. They're not going to have any down corn. So that's why they're going to be better. You know, they're just, and the people that buy into that, I feel really feel for them, you know, and it, but I was always the agronomist that was like, all right, you know, we're going to figure out your cost of production. We're going to figure out what your break even is. We're going to make you a better marketer. We're going to go out we're going to do nitrogen sampling. We're going to understand what nitrogen does in your soils because your neighbor's soils are even a little bit different than yours. You know, we're going to spend that time. We're going to spend all this money to understand how our soils are working here, how our, our tillage system affects our nitrogen, all this stuff, you know, and I, I think the next step to that was doing what I'm doing, going farming and, and trying to understand more, you know, I, I understood, I thought I understood fairly well the farmer side of it, but now I understand it from the farmer side, you know, I'm not, I'm not the co-op guy trying to sell them stuff at the same time, trying to make decisions, you know, and help them out. I'm the guy that's not really trying to sell them anything. And now I'm out here trying to tell you, you know, you are putting too much nitrogen on, or you're not putting enough nitrogen on, or, you know, maybe we should consider a fungicide, but only on this field and this specific hybrid at this timing. You know, it's just, it's been kind of interesting and it's something that's going to teach me, or I hope teach me uh, some new skills and, and understanding and working with farmers in the future. Um, you know, and the last stuff I'll talk about is, is kind of some of the challenges I've had, you know, we've well, we already been talking about challenges, but these are more, but um, you know, and it's, it's always interesting. You know, I, I worked with my dad on our, our hobby farm when I had, when we were kids, you know, we, dad still does about 30 to 30 head of Angus cattle, uh, trades in semen and, and sex to embryos. And he does, um, does a lot of that kind of stuff. He, he enjoys it. I never really enjoyed the, uh, the cow side, you know, I, I like being around them. I like moving them around. Um, I guess I didn't really mind taking care of them, but I just never really got into the genetics. You know, that dad will start talking about this specific bowl that he really likes. And I'll be like, well, I really like this hybrid of corn. And dad's just like, well, what the hell are you talking about that to me for? I, I don't care. And I'm like, uh, look at him here, dad. You know, it's, it, it's interesting. Um, you know, I learned a lot of those things. You know, my dad always had his way of doing things and I had my way of doing things. Uh, it's the same thing we're doing now. Um, you know, and it, it's interesting. We've been very receptive to other ideas, um, and that's been fun. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of farms I hear about where people go to the farm, and you know, this is the way we're we've always done it. This is the way we're going to do it, and that's not been the way that it is here. You know, and that and that's why I really enjoy where I'm at, and and I enjoy it's why I made the decision. You know, it, 
it's never we're always going to do it this way that's the way we've always done it it's man maybe there's a better way and we're trying to figure out those better ways and that's been really really fun um you know it's kind of hard to you know do that and and farm and and run my own business and you know trying to work from home and i'm 20 minutes away and i it's just it's been it's been a challenge and you lump that in with the fall and how everything's been going um it's been fun uh at times uh it's also been really challenging uh you know i a lot of people are like, oh, you're just taking the easy route. You're just going to, you know, take it easy in the winter. You're not going to do anything. And I'm like, you know, uh, we got rained out about a week or so ago. And um, somebody goes to me and they're like, oh, what are you going to do on your vacation? And I said, work. I do have two jobs. You know, so I, I spent all week last week uh, visiting with customers, uh, checking fields, and working on yield data and newsletters. And, you know, I, I had tons of stuff to get caught up on. But we had plenty of stuff to do last week. I always have things to do. Um, and that's kind of the struggle with, you know, working from home. Megan will call me sometimes. And like, Oh, what are you doing today? I'm like, Oh, I'm working from home. And I always feel the need to explain to her why I'm working from home and what I'm doing. And she's like, no, I, I know you're going to be working. She's like, I know you, you, you will work. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm going to get stuff done. But, um, it, it's just, uh, it's a new lifestyle and an understanding for me. Um, I do have a really cool workplace that's dog friendly. Uh, there's two of them staring at me right now, but you know, it's, it's just been fun. You know, I, I always have a lot of fun every day and, and try to enjoy what I'm doing. You know, I always, my favorite saying is, um, uh, a quote from the movie kick-ass too. It, uh, one guy goes, Oh, and try to have fun. Cause otherwise what's the point, you know? And that's kind of my life motto. You know, if I, I'm going to do something, you know, even if I hate doing it or it's just dirty as heck, we're going to try to have fun. You know, that's that's why I miss about my first workplace when I came to Wisconsin. You know, we always seem to have fun. It could be the worst time of year, and we're still kind of joking around and hanging out with each other. And, you know, my, my previous job, that never happened. You know, we, we never had fun. Um, it was always work, work, work. And I think even after I left, it's been even more. It's just like it was always constant pressure. You know, you know, just even if we're trying to have fun, it's always this back pin of, you know, hey, you're going to, you need to have this done. We need to get this done. We have to have this done, you know, just artificial deadlines. And man, I, it just, it drove me nuts. You know, there was, there was never fun. And, you know, now we're moving into something different and I'm trying to have fun every day. You know, it, I, I, they always talk about you. Well, if you don't enjoy what you do, you don't find a different job. And I, I, I buy into that a little bit, but at the same time, you know, if you can't make any money doing what you want, you know, if I'm a, I'm a wooden or, uh, if I went to school for some liberal arts degree that, um, you know, there's two jobs in the entire country. Yeah. Well, I might enjoy what I'm doing, but I'm probably competing with 10 other people to find that job. But you know, I'm, you try to have fun and, and try to find the fun in what you're doing. And that's kind of what I'm looking for, you know, and I'll leave you on, uh, it's the first time I ever recorded this, but, um, we, we have a farm and one of our farms is uh, a farm owned by a guy named, his last name is Walkenfoos. And, um, we always talk about, um, there's, there's a Christopher Walken impersonation, um, uh, by Kim and Pollock on, on Bob and Tom, who we really like. And, um, it's just, I don't know, one day it came out I, I do impersonations. I, I do some comedy stuff and, uh, 
we were talking about walking and um or walking foos and and he goes walking foos and his impersonation he'll admit is not quite as good as mine so uh, the, the way it went was um so the the, the skit from Kevin Pollock was uh, Christopher Walken about um talking about Frankenstein and how he's he's so random talking and so it, it kind of goes uh Frankenstein never scared me, but my supules do. And it's just, it's funny because they're basically what they're doing is trying to interview Christopher Walken, quote unquote. But his ne- his next one is because they're fast. <laughs> you know, we, we just, we always do that. You know, we, it's kind of a, it's our little fun thing every day. Um, not quite every day, but some days, you know, uh, We'll we'll talk about another farm or something, and I just start doing a Christopher Walken impersonation. Um, you know, the combines broke down. It scares me to think. I don't know. Are we gonna combine corn today? I think it's frozen, but it might not be. I don't know. Maybe the corn's gonna go down. You know, it's just little things like that. Just or my. Uh, my lovely uh thing that i do every once in a while but you know it's just it's find uh find the funny or find something to enjoy about it you know there's there's been some guys on twitter that have have posted that you know um there was one last week that really scared me um you know it farm suicide thing's really real um you know people really care about you and you know i i don't think anybody's who's sane has not thought about some of that stuff but you know it it, the worst thing you can do is is think you know it's never going to get better um you know it, it's not going to be good for me it's not going to be fun you know if you're in that situation you got to either find the fun or or move on you know i, I there was a somebody posted a quote is basically about um uh what did it say your happiness is your goal um you shouldn't care about how your happiness affects somebody else you know, and and if it's me, you know, like I, to be honest, every time I left a job, I, I felt bad. Um, I I didn't enjoy leaving, and you know, I had made friendships and I was comfortable with what I was doing, but they weren't right for me at the time. And you know, if if you're farming with family, or um, you know, the markets are bad, no one's going to think less of you, and if they do, they're just assholes. Um, I'm not even sure if I can say that, but you know, if they uh, if they think less of you for for doing what you want to do and, and making your own decisions, you know, and it's kind of like when people ask me, "Are you crazy?" I don't care. You know, I, I've made my decision. I'm I'm going to go do what I'm going to do. Um, you know, I'm I'm not in this for short term. I never have joined anything or done anything in my life for the short term. You know, I've always had long reaching thoughts in mind, and you know, I my shortest job I've ever had in my life was three years and, and the longest was like eight and a half years. You know, it, it just, you know, you try to, you know, I enjoy what I do and I never want to leave a job just because, you know, I'm not going to walk in and be like, ah, I quit. You know, it's just, yeah. If you're in a bad situation, things aren't right for you. If anybody thinks poorly of you for making a choice to do something different or, go try to do something you enjoy or, or something you think will make you better uh, as a person or as a family member. Um, I 
squirrel, you know. And, but um, anyway, <laughs> we're going to end on a somewhat somber note. But um, so that's the first episode of, of the Rogue Agronomist podcast. Um, I'm going to start doing some more of these and, and trying to get them out. Um, I really hope people enjoy them uh, and try to get some people on guest wise. Uh, I've had a lot of people ask me about it. Are we going to get back into podcasting? Am I going to do some more of this stuff? Uh, yes. And we have a few people that are lined up to potentially do some or episodes with me this winter. And as we harvest or wrap down harvest, um, you know, I've, I've got, I've got a few episodes kind of sitting around that I can work on, um, is figure out the whole stitcher thing, getting this stuff on iTunes, but we're going to start getting these out, um, get them out to guys and just talk about some of my life experiences. Um, you know, you know, get away from pure agronomy topics a little bit, uh, and just talk about some stuff that are really interesting to me. You know, I, I, I would think the next one's going to be co-ops or retail, uh, the good, bad, and the fugly, uh, might be the next topic. So, you know, there, there's some of this stuff that, you know, I, I've got experience with and I understand and, uh, want to get some of this stuff out. So stay tuned. You know, there's going to be more episodes. Um, this is just one and, uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs>